Hi, and welcome to Writing on Wednesdays, a podcast about building a healthy and sustainable writing process from beginning to end, but mostly in the middle. I'm Nicole Rokas, an author, speaker, and writing coach in Toronto. And I'm Sarah Bariza, a writer and musician living in St. Louis. In between our regular episodes, we feature a short and sweet middle-sode, a quick idea, reflection, or strategy to motivate us all in our Writing on Wednesdays journey. So Nicole, this week you're going to share something that you've been thinking about. I want to talk about what there is to love about the middle of any writing project. I think we often have this idea that the middle stage of writing is just messy, chaotic, and even volatile. But let's face it, we do spend a lot of time in the middle as writers, so we might as well learn to love it. Yeah, I've heard people use the word excruciating for the middle phase, and, I, and I'm like, man, if that's like your whole life, if <laughs> this is where we live all the time, I hope it's not excruciating. I think that there are a lot of things that can only happen during this middle stage when the paint is still wet, so to speak. So that's what I'm going to talk about. Great. Looking forward to it. Okay, so three things to love about the messy middle. Number one, you're past the blank page. For many writers, the hardest page to write is the very first one. The first words of a new book, the first paragraph of that next book proposal. So as aimless as the middle of a writing project can feel sometimes, making it to that middle phase automatically means you've made it past the first hurdle, starting your project. And because you've travailed past the blank page syndrome, there's a certain sense of limitation already built into your writing project. So if you're one chapter into writing a book on insects, for example, you know you won't have to wake up tomorrow and suddenly start writing about lizards or skyscrapers or candy making. You've set out on a course, and even as that course will open up new vistas, it will and already has closed off other ones. Which sounds kind of sad, but that's actually a good thing, because limitations give us direction. They allow us to keep moving forward without having to exert excess energy reinventing the wheel every time we write. But for some writers, that same sense of limitation can be a source of anxiety and almost claustrophobia. That's why it's important to remember there's a second thing to love about the middle of writing. Which brings me to point number two. The paint is still wet. If you've ever painted before, you know that oil paints take a long time to dry. You can paint something one day and continue to tweak it, manipulate it, and add to it long after. Well, the middle of a writing project is a lot like that, and if you're the kind of writer who likes choice, who likes to kind of keep her options open, lean into this aspect of the messy middle. In this phase, it's never too late to change something. Fact check, add a quote or statistic, reorder paragraphs, re-examine the central claim of your thesis. It doesn't matter if the book is due in two months or two days, the paint is still wet until the book goes to the printer, or, if you're me, until your editor tells you to stop sending her random word changes under the guise of proofreading once the book has been typeset and it becomes cost-prohibitive to indulge the whims of a very picky and perfectionistic author, not to name names. I'll never forget a time when I was both glad and petrified to mess with the wet paint. And I should say at the outset, I'm not someone who thrives on last-minute changes and choices and thrills. I prefer to have my chapters and manuscripts written a long time in advance with lots of time to edit and tweak, especially if the book is going to be put into print. But I ran into a snag when I was finishing my first book. I couldn't write the conclusion. I just couldn't. Every time I tried to map it out, nothing seemed to work. Finally, a week before my deadline to the publisher, 
I drafted a conclusion. It just kind of slapped it onto the end of the manuscript. It would have to do. One week was too short of a time frame to come up with something better, I assumed. But then a friend read it. You need to scrap this, she told me. (laughs) This is not working. And so, on her advice, two days before my final deadline, I locked myself in my office and wrote and wrote and wrote and deleted a bunch of stuff and wrote some more. I ended up finishing the conclusion less than 24 hours before my deadline to the publisher. But here's the thing, it ended up being one of the strongest and most transparent elements of the whole book. I'm really grateful my friend reminded me that the paint was still wet, that it's okay to change things last minute, and so I guess I'm here telling you the same thing. Number three, your writing is still yours. The third and final thing that I love about The Messy Middle is that my writing is still mine. Literally, metaphorically, and legally. And this is something that might not occur to somebody who hasn't published their first book yet, but this is the only season you'll have with this particular writing project when when you can still truly say that your writing is yours. As soon as you hand in your book, it becomes everyone else's. Legally, it actually becomes the property of your publisher, at least if you're going the route of traditional publishing. In a certain sense, though, too, it also becomes the property of your readers. After all, it's they who are purchasing your book. And they begin to make your writing their own. I'm always amazed when readers come up to me and say something like, oh, I love what you wrote about blank in your book. And I'll think, I never actually wrote about blank in my book. But what's happened is they've read the book, they've fused it with um, some kind of experience they've had before, and they've begun forging their own relationship with that book. Who am I to correct them? The truth is, if your book is going to find a readership, it will need to stop being yours and start belonging to other people. That's a good thing. But someday, you'll look back on this time and remember the special one-on-one relationship you had with your writing, back before it was copy-edited, back before it was typeset, back before your editor took your superfluous adverbs and Latin abbreviations out, back when there was no risks, no readers, no Amazon reviews, (laughs) and absolutely no pressure, back when the thing that kept you writing was the simple pleasure of hammering out words and ideas around this exciting, important topic you'd chosen, back when you were the only nurturer, the sole caretaker, the only person breathing and typing and scrawling this thing into existence. Once you send your book out into the world, it will become bigger than you, bigger than this thing that you did. It will start being the thing your publisher needs it to be, start being the thing your readers want it to be. And this is a beautiful thing, but it's also a sad thing because you can never go back in time and just be with your writing the way you used to. So enjoy it while it lasts. That's all I have to say. And to sum up, The three things to love about the middle phase of any writing project are, number one, your pass-a-blank page, number two, the paint is still wet, and number three, your writing is still yours. Wow, that's great, Nicole. I love what you have to say about how the middle is a time when the project is still yours, and it's, it's not your readers or it's your publishers yet. It seems like a really intimate way of looking at writing, and I really like it. Yep. And that about wraps it up for this week's middle sode. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get our longer, regular episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And check us out at writingonwednesdays.com. Until next week, happy writing!